It's Thursday, March 17th. Welcome to the News Diet, the healthier alternative for staying informed. I'm your host, Michelle Carroll. Today, I'm going to talk about the second round of booster shots, Russia and Ukraine, daylight savings, and Starbucks. Let's be informed so we can get on with our day. Before I begin, I just want to make an announcement that I'll be taking next week off for a little spring break, so I'll be back Monday, March 28th. I hope you enjoyed today's episode, and I'll see you in a couple weeks. On Tuesday, Pfizer announced that they're seeking FDA approval to start administering a second vaccine booster, what would be a fourth shot for those who initially received Pfizer or Moderna double shots. The company says that this would initially target those over the age of 65 and the immune compromised, but it's not clear if they'll recommend a fourth dose to the general population yet. As of now, the initial booster is available for everyone over 12. Pfizer is pointing to data from Israel that shows that those who took the second booster saw two times lower COVID infections and four times lower cases for severe illness. But like the initial booster, the effects seem to wane after just a few months. This fourth shot would be recommended four months after the initial booster to maintain the same level of protection. It's also not clear on how effective the vaccine is against the Omicron variant, which we saw this winter spread rapidly through even the vaccinated. This announcement comes as COVID cases have plunged to levels not seen since last summer. The prime ministers of Poland, the Czech Republic, and Sylvania found their way into the war-torn Kiev, the capital of Ukraine. They said it was important to show solidarity with the country as it continues to fight back against Russian forces, which are continuing to invade the country's major cities. Poland, the Czech Republic, and Slovenia all used to be a part of the Soviet bloc, like Ukraine, and have since joined the European Union and NATO, which Ukraine also wants to join. EU officials said that they knew about the trip, but that the leaders visited independently of the organizations. It's important to make these distinctions, because should the EU or NATO make any official alliances with Ukraine, then Russia has warned of further consequences. Yesterday, Ukrainian President Zelensky addressed the U.S. Congress asking for more aid and repeated a previous plea to declare a no-fly zone over the region to prevent Russian airstrikes. President Biden didn't agree to the zone, but after the address, he did agree to spending $800 million to Ukraine in addition to the $200 million authorized over the weekend. The money will be used to fund defense systems and small arms like machine guns and shotguns. On Tuesday, the U.S. Senate passed legislation that would make daylight savings time permanent. Last Sunday, most of the country sprang our clocks forward an hour as we do at the end of every winter to then fall back to standard time in November. This time change system started in 1918 and was on and off until being made permanent in the 1960s. The idea was to give people another hour of the sun to reduce energy and also give the economy another hour of business every day. Every state adopts this system except for Hawaii and most of Arizona. The legislation passed with a unanimous consent, so it has a lot of support from all sides of the political aisle. But some people around the country do oppose the change, saying that darker mornings make it harder to wake up and for kids to get to school. 
The bill is now off to the House, and then if it passes there, then heads to President Biden's office for final approval. By 2025, Starbucks hopes to have a non-disposable cup option for every customer. In an effort to ramp up their sustainability efforts, the company wants to start making single-use cups less attractive, even though they say they will continue to offer them. Starbucks revealed that it's currently testing out several versions across several stores and markets. The challenge is to try to persuade customers to switch up their coffee cup routines that they've been using for years or even decades without just heading to competitors with the same comfortable experience. One of the ideas being tested is a borrow-a-mug program where customers pay a deposit, like a dollar, be given a usable mug for their drink order, and then receive that deposit back when they return it. They're also bringing back the ability for users to bring their own personal mugs for drinks, which they stopped doing during the pandemic, to limit contact points between the barista and customers. They're also considering increasing the incentives to using your own mug, like taking off 50 cents per drink instead of the current 10 cents, and also playing with the idea of charging a disposable cup fee. One hurdle with these options is that about 70% of Starbucks customers get their orders through drive-thrus or pre-orders using the mobile app. So these programs will have to work for those looking to get their drinks quickly and smoothly. The company has acknowledged that for a brand known for convenience, that finding a solution that feels just as easy is going to need to be a priority. It's Thursday, March 17th, and you've just been informed. Now it's time to get on with your day. I'm Michelle Carroll. Thanks so much for listening. If you like the news diet, be sure to subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcast so you can always get the latest episode and leave a review as we all know how that helps boost a show's visibility. If you have any suggestions on how I can improve the show, I definitely want to hear from you. I want the news diet to be as valuable as possible for you. So if you feel compelled, please feel free to reach out to me on Twitter or Instagram at the news diet or directly to my email feedback at the news diet dot com.